Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited about getting into this truth, a truth that's been in the Bible all along, but it's been hid from those who believe in Jesus Christ. And that is, if you are in Christ, you cannot sin. If you listen to all that I'll cover on this from the last episode that I did on this to likely another episode after this, you should be able to see from the Bible that you, the spirit man or woman in Christ, cannot sin. If you don't see it after hearing and checking it out for yourself, then the likelihood is you want to hold on to your religion. And I understand why. I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ about 3 a.m. in the morning over a year ago. And he said that the revelation that I carry will be rejected by most of the current church. That he would open the door for me to teach this because it's not being taught clearly that the problem with believers is with their flesh and unrenewed mind to who they truly are in Christ. I'm going to show you that your spirit in Christ has been made perfect. I'll show you on this episode that it has to be that, or God lied to Abraham, and he violated a principle of a seed always producing after its kind. Let's get started. I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 14. Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I, I will multiply you. Now here God said when he multiplied Abraham, he would multiply himself. Now let me ask you, can sin get in God? Of course not. This is why the priest of the Old Testament died when he went into the presence of God with sin. So if we are in God and God is in us, and we can still sin in him, why don't we die? And how can God multiply himself like he promised Abraham he would in the verse I just read if we can sin and die? God would have to multiply himself in a way that we could not sin in him, and he did. Let's go to John chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. And this is Jesus talking. He says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, the place that Jesus went to prepare was in himself. If you read the New Testament, you'll constantly hear in Christ, in him, over and over again, because that's the place that Jesus went to prepare in himself. 
where no sin is and where no sin can get in. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things have become new. Now, God put your spirit in Christ, not your flesh. When you accepted Jesus Christ, your spirit was born of God. You became God multiplied in seed form, just like he promised Abraham. Now, listen to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now, if it was incorruptible seed you were born of when you received Jesus Christ, then sin cannot get in your spirit in Christ because sin brings death, which is corruption. And we just read the scripture that said it was incorruptible seed. This is why your body will die one day because it still has sin in it and why the Bible says that we have eternal life in Christ. Our spirit in Christ will never die again. Don't take my word for it. Let's, let's back it up with the Bible. I'm in Romans chapter 6, verses 5 through 10. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, talking about Jesus' death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, talking about the spirit man, that the body of sin might be destroyed. I'm going to stop for a minute. The reason he's saying that the body of sin that still has sin in the body is destroyed because he, he put a higher, more powerful uh, law in motion in our spirit when we were born again. We just read it was incorruptible seed. I'm going to read it again. Verse six, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead, remember we died with Christ, is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. Now, if Christ dies no more and we were raised from the dead with him, then that means we're not going to die anymore. Verse nine again, not our spirit. Our body will, but our spirit won't. Verse nine again, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. That's what he meant when he said that the flesh was destroyed because it doesn't have dominion over you anymore. It does not have the power to control you anymore when you renew your mind to what God has really done in your spirit. Verse 10. For in that he died, talking about Christ, he died unto sin once. Well, if Jesus died unto sin once, so did we. I'll start again. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he lives unto God. Okay, now let's go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. You see, this is telling us that if we understand this, the children of God, 
the children of God that will walk like Jesus Christ. They will manifest. And one of the reasons they haven't is because they haven't understand this issue of what I'm talking about here right now. Notice it said that he cannot sin. He who is born of God cannot sin because his seed, the seed of God, remains in him. Now, God said a principle back in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, that a seed will always produce after its kind. If you receive the seed of God and everything in that seed is not like God, then God violated a principle that he said in the beginning, and God will never violate a principle. If Christ is in you and you are in Christ, you are just like God in seed form. You are who God promised to Abraham. God and Abraham multiplied. This is why Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do them also, because you are as much as God multiplied in seed form as Jesus was when he walked the earth. Why else would he say that? He said, the works that I do, you will do also because we got his seed and everything that was in him is in his seed. If it's not, then God violated the principle because the seed is not producing after his kind. Everything in us, in our spirit, is as much Christ as Christ when he walked the earth. See, when you renew your mind to this, to the mind of Christ, and you put your body in check, you will do the same works that Jesus did. This is why Satan doesn't want you to hear what I'm teaching. Listen to John chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as received him, received Jesus, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name. You have the power. We just read the verse that you have the power to become. The enemy does not want you to know this. The power to become is in a seed. See, an apple tree, the power for an apple tree to, to become, is in the seed itself. All it needs is water and sunshine and it will become what it was meant to be. But it's already a tree when it's in seed form. It just needs time, water, and sunshine. And that's all you need. That's all you need. The power to become is the seed of Christ on the inside of you. And in John chapter one, verse 16, it also says that we have received the fullness of Christ. If we got the fullness of him, and we got the seed of Christ, then we should be able to be like Christ and walk the earth and dominate in our area of gifting. Listen to verse 13. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What it's saying is this, that we were born of the blood of God, of the flesh of God, and of the will of God. That's who we are. How will you live? When your mind is renewed to this, you will dominate in your area of gifting. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, talking about Christ, who is the head of all principalities and powers. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. You see, circumcision, if you don't know, is, is cutting skin off. That's you, you remove the skin. Well, he's telling us right here that, that we, God did a supernatural thing when you received Christ. 
He put your spirit in Christ and cut you off from your body so that the sin in your body is not touching your spirit in Christ. That's why we don't die in him, because there's no sin in him, because there's no sin in our spirit, and he cut us off from our flesh. And we just read that we're complete in him. Start taking the water of God's word and the sunshine of his presence on a daily basis, and you will become the unique part of the body of Christ you were meant to be, dominating in your area of gifting. This is not about going to church. This is about taking dominion, going to get the wealth that you need to make the difference in this world, enjoying the life that God meant for you to enjoy, impacting people for good as God meant for you to do, letting people see real love and joy and peace in you as only God can give. But it's a battle between your spirit and your body. And you have to understand this if you're going to become who you were meant to be. Listen to Romans chapter 7. It's going to talk about this battle. I'm at Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul unto sin. This is talking about Adam's fall. For that which I would do, I allow not. For what I would, that I don't do. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I can sin unto the law that it is good. Now, then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. Now, it almost sounds like I'm this is contradicting what I'm saying. But the next verse is going to clear this up. Listen to verse 18. For I know that in me and in parenthesis, it says that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. See, the sin that he's talking about is in the flesh. Okay, verse 17 again. Now, then it is no more I, the spirit man that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing, for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Now, here's part of the challenge in understanding this. This particular passage, if you read other translations, you'll miss the meaning of what it's saying. There is no translation closer to the original than the King James Version. Now, we know there were some issues with King James, but that's not the point. He didn't write the book. Scholars wrote the book. And there is no closer interpretation of the original writing than this version. If you'll read other versions, you'll miss what this is saying, okay? Because it's telling you there that the problem is with the flesh. Verse 18 again, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I don't do, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, the spirit man, but sin that dwells in me, in my flesh. Verse 21, I find in the law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Why is evil present with him? Because his flesh is there. Verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. There is the proof that we're talking about somebody that that has accepted Christ already because It says in verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. If you haven't received Christ, you don't delight in God's law after the inward man because your spirit has sin in it. But this is talking about the man that has been changed because on the inside, he delights to do good. He wants to do what's right because he got the spirit of Christ. Listen to verse 23. 
For I see another law in my members, in my body is what it's saying, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. He's clearly telling you where the problem is. Verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? The body of this death is what it says. Verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. You see, Jesus has already won the battle for you. Your part is to renew your mind to line up with what God has done in your spirit. You see, your body can't do anything apart from your mind. So when you renew your mind, and then you will get to the point where you will walk as the person that God made you and your flesh will not dominate you. And it takes time and consistency to renew your mind. But the benefits are well worth it. Imagine living a life where the God who owns everything is answering all of your prayers. Imagine him opening doors for you that only he can. I've seen this happen over and over again. Imagine bringing healing to people, finances to people in need. It's all available when you come to know who God has made you and the power he's made available for you to win in life. Satan is using sin and the law to nullify the power God has given you, either by causing you to feel unworthy because he's able to convince you that you've sinned and you can't use your power and God's not going to answer your prayer, or he makes you feel like God owes you to answer your prayer because you're living better than most. Well, God only owes you by what Jesus has done for you and you believe in it. If you have faith in what Jesus has done for you and you don't allow the devil to get you in condemnation or in self-righteousness, you can receive the benefits of God. We are blessed because of what Jesus has done for us. We are entitled to all that is in the kingdom of God based on what Jesus has done for us. And the biggest thing Jesus has done for us is to take our sins once and for all. All those that have accepted what he did for them are free free to be God multiplied on earth, making a powerful difference in the world with supernatural power helping us to be successful, doing our part, which is to speak in faith, expecting God to honor our words. You don't get here overnight, but you can get here. You are free from sin to reign in righteousness, not in a sin consciousness that will enable the enemy to keep you in condemnation. You are made the righteousness of God. Just like your father is righteous, he has made you that in Christ. I have more to share on the next episode because I'm going to hit this from all angles. Because being established in what I'm talking about, being established in righteousness and not living with a sin consciousness, understanding who you are in Christ will cause you to move with consistent power, consistent answered prayer, and able to weather everything Satan brings against you. And most importantly, You'll be able to help people with the resources God places in your hand and able to release the power of God to heal and set free those that are bound. If we look at the world today and we look at all the darkness that's happening in the world, it is time the world needs those that will stand up and be the light that God could flow through the way he desires to flow through, that God can begin to move and show to this world that he is the only true and living God by doing miracles and signs and wonders and taking your life and those that are around you and those that you're praying for to a whole nother level 
where they can see God move and operate and bring light and joy and peace to this world. It's a great day to be alive. It really is. Don't believe the darkness. It depends on whose camp you're in. If you're in the enemy's camp and you've not come to know Jesus Christ, and if you have come to know him, but you don't know your covenant, you don't know what's available to you in Christ, then yeah, you, you should be a little fearful about what's going on in the world. But if you come to know who God has made you and the power that's been made available to you, and if you're in, in some of these areas where these storms are happening and things happen, you got a dominion on the earth. And you have, that's your territory. You're in that territory. If you understand who you are, you can start speaking to those storms and commanding those storms to go around your place, go around your city, go around your town. That power is available to you. If Jesus could speak to the wind and the waves and cause it to obey, then we have received his same seed. But you know how this thing is? If you don't believe it, it's not going to work for you. But if you do believe it, it will work for you. And so that's what the enemy has been doing. He's been trying to get you condemned and make you think that this thing cannot work for you and you're going to get what you believe. But if you'll come to the point that you'll do the work to where you can build up your believer to believe that God can do some of the things that you've read about in the Bible and more, then you will see God show up in ways that will marvel you and marvel those around you. I'll talk further on this on the next episode. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode. I'll be